He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here back with you in the bunker deep underground in the hill country of Texas. And uh, as I navigate my way around uh, Harley in the elevator and Squinchy, his his, uh, support, emotional support dolphin, and uh, here we are once again, nice and hot. And man, I don't know if you got any rain last night, but uh, my insurance company is going to be receiving a visit uh, today. Tore the roof off of uh, one of my uh, storage uh, sheds in the backyard and thrashed the roof on our house and put some water in the uh, stock tank. It had been dry since I'm, I was trying to remember on the way. It was dried up, I think, uh, toward uh, either sometime last fall, I think it dried up and, uh, we actually had water running into it and standing, uh, this morning when I left, we got a little over two inches of rain. So thank you God for the rain. We have a packed, packed, uh, program for you today. We're going to have Senator Bob Hall along with Laura Bartlett, who are going to be introducing this idea of, uh, having a hospital hostage hotline. If you're being held hostage by the hospital, and of course, some of you may be going, what? Um, But others of you that are listening know what you've had to deal with with hospitals maybe in the last couple of years. This is the show you need to listen to. So we've got, uh, it is packed today. So we're going to go right away to my good friend, Jody Gould. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you just fine. You sound awesome. We, um, Jody is the owner proprietor of the Tejas Smoke Depot, which is a, uh, a business in Fredericksburg that has all your fine tobacco needs in one convenient location, an awesome walk-in, uh, humidor, and, uh, man, I'm telling you what, more than more, uh, more products than you can shake a stick at. So what is, uh, to give us a, tell us a little bit about what, uh, products you sell, Jody. Well, we have fine tobacco products. We have fine cigars. We have a 150-square-foot walk-in humidor uh, with probably 150 different varieties of fine cigars to pick from. Uh, we have name-brand cigarettes, under-premium cigarettes, um, under-premium cigars, um, roll-your-own tobaccos, chew, snuff, um, all the accessories that go along with tobacco use, beer, wine, Snacks and sodas and ice and, you know, a little bit of convenience store items and, you know, newspaper and some just little gift items. And they vary from um, bandanas or um, trinkets, all kinds of things, hats, scarves, you know. There you go. A variety of different things. So. If, yeah, and folks, if you're, uh, it's it's a good place to stop if you're on your way out camping for the weekend and and uh, grab a couple of bags of ice, top the cooler off, get a Dr. Pepper and a moon pie for the kids or maybe for the wife. Or, But um, they uh, they are located on the west end of town, and I say they. This is the Tejas Smoke Depot. is located on the west end of town in Fredericksburg. If you're heading down Main Street going west, 
when you get to the Y at the end of uh, at the end of town, go to the left and down there a wee bit on the left is you will see the Tejas Smoke Depot. They got a, they got what looks like a church bench out front you can sit on if you want to visit and just hang out and watch the traffic go by. If you've got your kids in the truck, go ahead and make a counterclockwise circle around the building and pull right up to the window where Jody or one of her awesome employees will uh, help you out. Speaking of awesome employees, you need another awesome employee, don't you? Yeah, we're looking for another um, employee to help us out full-time. We'd probably take part-time if we get somebody in there, um, but, you know, it's not a fit for everybody. But we, uh, the pay is decent, and it's a fun place to work. So it, it is, and the Gould family are a good bunch of people, a good bunch of patriots. I'm telling you what, that would be just a, an outstanding job for a young person trying to enter the market. I think you have to, don't you? Do you have to be 21 to work there, Jody? Yes, yes, you do. It's, All right, the tobacco. You yep. have to be able to 21 to touch the tobacco. All right. Well, there you go. And 21 is young people. So, by the way, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I catch myself these days seeing someone on TV or someone being introduced and they're the, the head of this company or they're, uh, you know, a VIP. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, has the dude even learned how to shave yet? So I know I'm getting old because uh, people I look around that are running our country and I'm thinking, wait a minute, these guys aren't old enough to do anything yet. But uh, that's where we're at. Um, each week, the Tejas Smoke Depot has a phrase that pays that will get you a discount if you tell them what the phrase that pays is, and it'll get your name in the hat for a monthly drawing, which we had last week. We had their monthly drawing. So what is the phrase that pays the, for this week, Jody? This week's phrase that pays is, be the rainbow in someone else's cloud. Be the rainbow. Aw, there you go. Be the rainbow in someone else's cloud. Yeah, I think a lot of us need to remember where that rainbow came from and go back to Genesis, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if it was Genesis 3 or Genesis 6, but we need to remember where that rainbow came from. So be the rainbow in someone's cloud. Jody, thank you so much um, for uh, being a sponsor of this program and, um, just, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you and your husband and what you're what you're doing for the Patriots in the Hill Country. And folks, you need to go by and support those who support us. Thank you, Matt. We love you too, and thank you for everything you do. All right, there you go. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break. I will go through the calendar um, at the end of the show, but we need to get to Senator Bob Hall and Laura Bartlett. And uh, their um, their uh, their new project. So y'all stay tuned, and we will be right back. All right, folks, we are back. It's Friday. A little Ted bringing us in there. Um, if you have been paying any attention to COVID protocol, which, of course, there's, uh, I learned yesterday, uh, protocol is bad and protocol can be good. Um, but if, you're, if you've been caught in this, uh, you know, taking dad to the hospital because of the COVID and they want to give him something you don't want to give him and you're trying to present your information that you've done all your work on and you're running up against these hospital, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to come up with a nice word. Uh, they would be, um, 
yeah, people that run the hospital. Let's just keep it at that. Well, we have a solution for you. And Bob Hall, Senator Bob Hall, has been already fighting this for about two years now. And uh, it's his his projects and his um, his mo- movement on this is really gaining some momentum. So we have on the line with us, and I want to welcome right now Senator Bob Hall and Laura Bartlett. So welcome to Senator Hall and Miss Laura Bartlett. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Very much appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. So, what we'll uh, with the three of us on the line here, we'll uh, we'll do our best not to step over anybody. But um, I am. Uh, the, let's talk about uh, the uh, the hostage hotline. Let's just start out with that. Um, we've got some other things going on, but. Um, Ms. Bartlett, would you start by explaining us uh, to us about this new phone number, 888-C19 Emergency? Would you tell folks what that is about and what it's for? Hi. Uh, thank you. It's, it's a hotline, just like we have other hotlines for other things that we deal with in life, where you need to talk to somebody um, and get a little bit of advocacy um, it's for people who are in, find themselves, like you said, in the system of a hospital their rights are being trampled on. They're being, they feel harassed and confused, and they just need somebody to uh, to help them, help them get out alive. Mm. Literally, that's what it's for. So, if uh, if we were to pick up the phone uh, right now, let's just say I picked up the phone and dialed this number, folks. You need to write this down. Actually, I didn't even have to write it down. It was so easy. Eight 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 C nineteen. Uh, for obviously COVID nineteen eight 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 C nineteen emergency and how do you spell emergency E M E R and there you go the rest uh, doesn't matter so it's eight 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 C nineteen E M E R so if someone were to call right now what would and they would say I'm having issues with my with my grandfather in the hospital in Kerrville where where what where does the conversation begin after that and we'll stick with uh, Miss Bartlett. Right. We would, um, they would call. They'd uh, give a, a little bit of information so that we have some sort of context, where they're located, how long they've been sick, um, what, what kind of issues they're running into, what's the, who's the legal person who can make decisions, um, what that relationship is with the patient, whether it's a family member or um, somebody who has you know, the, the legal right to make decisions. They've been given power of attorney. Um, and then we would go from there. I would uh, I would call the patient, or the not the it usually it's not the patient. It's the patient's advocate, the family mm-hmm. member, and get a get a, a the lowdown of what's going on with them. You know, are are they how long have they been in the hospital, um, and what kind of issues they're running into? And from there, um, would I would let them know their patient rights right up front that they can consent or. Withdraw, even withdraw their consent for things. But usually the issue, like yesterday, somebody went into the hospital and uh, they called, their family member was in the hospital and they were being harassed. In their words, they felt like they were being treated like a leper. And um, they were pushing from the get-go to have uh, a COVID shot. And this person did not want a COVID shot. And it's their right to do not give consent if they don't want to have a treatment a shot, um, a medication, but they have the right to ask, mm-hmm. uh, what is that for, and what are the risks 
benefits and the reasonable alternatives. And that, to most people, is a shocking revelation that they even have that right to, to even question anything. Um, usually they're met with some, some pushback, and uh, in the relationship, uh, it, turns, it starts to sour, let's put it that way, and it feels very contentious, and it feels dangerous, uh, like the person that I was helping yesterday. And it's not just me. There's a, a team. They get a team. I quickly uh, get people pulled into the situation that are nurses, a hospital, former hospital director in a huge um, hospital system in America, uh, a former hospital director, um, a attorney, and we go to work. And we work to get these people out safely if they can be treated outpatient. Wow. You know, I'm just telling you how many people, I just personally, and, and you, you know, we see things on the news that affect people all over the place and, you know, national or, or statewide. And, and it's always, you know, most of the time it's something that doesn't touch us. And yet I have been, I know you, ha, you guys have been, and I think everybody in uh, today in America has had someone caught up in this system like that. By the way, folks, I am not ignoring Senator Bob Hall. We're going to have uh, plenty of questions for him uh, here in a second. But uh, uh, Laura Bartlett, your brother is uh, one of the doctors, uh, one of the frontline doctors that we've been hearing from, and um, and who's been getting a lot of um, uh, a lot of pushback from the establishment. And I think that's a pretty nice way of putting it. Did I get all that right? That's right, right, and that's how I that's how I got uh, involved in the first place. Is um, about. March or April of uh, 2020, at the very beginning of this, um, I kind of stopped my life and started helping him uh, get the message out. Uh, my background is actually in, in public relations, so I, I got involved in helping him get that message of a protocol that was working to keep people out of the hospital, you know, mm-hmm. safely recovered home from the safety of their living room couch surrounded by loving family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I'm very proud of everything that he's done and and how he's really stuck his neck out to help people. And same with Doc, uh, with Senator Bob Hall. He's been oh my gosh, such a hero. I, I can't say enough about that man. That's on the phone with me. Uh, we couldn't do any of this without him. Uh, but that's how I got started. And of course, you hear about stories when you're working that closely with the frontline doctor. And uh, there was a need at some point. I thought for for people to have easy access to help, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for an advocate on the outside. And that's where the hotline the hotline was in, invented. We're going to give that number here again, and then we're going to go over to Senator Hall. That number, the hotline that Ms. Bartlett is talking about is 888. See, that's easy enough to remember, 888-C19. And then the first four letters of emergency, 888-C19-EMER. And uh, you need to have this number memorized. I bet you've already memorized it by now. So let's switch over to uh, Senator Hall now, who is, I've many times on the air said, is my favorite senator in the state of Texas. You uh, you got involved in in uh, folks uh, in in this in this uh, response to COVID nineteen, if I remember correctly, real early in twenty twenty, about March. Uh, tell us about your journey when you decided that um, I'm going to make this my fight. Uh, starting, just start, just walk us through that journey, Senator Hall. 
Well, thank you, Matt, for the kind words. Uh, you're very generous, and, and you and, and Laura both, and uh, what you have to say. I just feel I'm doing what I'm being led to do. And uh, I got involved in this, uh, it's probably March time frame of 2020, uh, when I visited with a doctor in Garland on a totally separate issue. And and she complained that a pharmacy was refusing to fill prescriptions for, for hydroxychloroquine that was right down the street from me, and she was very uh, animated and vocal about it. And so that was the first thing that caught my attention. And it did so because I feel as, as an elected official, I have a, a obligation when I took on that role to to implement what our Constitution intended for us to do, and that is to protect individual rights. That's what government's all about, is protecting individual rights, not providing free stuff to people. Uh, and so I felt that this was something that was uh, violating individual rights of uh, a pharmacy inserting itself between a doctor and patient, uh, and it definitely was. Uh, so I had a conversation with the pharmacy board about what, what they were doing and questioned their authority to do it, and I won't go into the details of that conversation, but uh, pointed out that they just might one day, when, they, when it became public, the hydroxychloroquine and other therapeutics like budesonite and ivermectin uh, actually saved lives. They were going to have to explain why so many people in Texas died when the pharmacies refused to fill the prescriptions. So they changed their policy and uh, allowed the pharmacies to go back filling the prescriptions. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. And then along the way, I ran into the, the shenanigans of our Texas Medical Board, which uh, a long time ago lost its compass of understanding what it's supposed to be doing and protecting the people of Texas. Uh, they, too, decided to go after doctors who exercised what they were trained to do, and that was their good judgments based on their, their interface with the patient. You know, a good doctor will tell you, they treat the patient, not the symptom. And so there's nobody sitting in Austin or Washington who has seen these patients and had any clue. In fact, that was one of the big problems we had was that there was nobody at the state or federal level that was actually getting any advice from a clinical doctor who actually knew what they were doing. They were just espousing uh, policy, political dogma that was coming out of Washington, out of CDC, FDA, NIH, coming from people who had a extreme conflict of interest in it. And I recognized that early on and said, this is not right. These doctors that are actually out there treating them, because I met them, I talked to them, I started interviewing them. I found the comments they would make on, on the Internet. I found their phone numbers, called them up, and assembled uh, one of our first uh, uh uh, Zoom calls, as I call them, with about seven or eight doctors, including uh, Richard Bartlett, Stella Emanuel, Emanuel um, in the office, uh, and, and several others. Uh, uh, McCullough? Stone out of California. Mm -hmm. And so we started uh, putting those out, got a lot of response in it. And um, one of the first responses was, well, where's the data? I hear what the doctors are saying, but what does the data say? So I did a quick research, found data on the Internet, both international and U.S., made some charts by hand, put them on some cardboard, and stood at my desk and said, okay, here's the data. Here are the countries that are using these therapeutics that are cheap, readily available, and safe to use, like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and budesonite, and here's their death rate. And they were a fraction of what the United States was, mm. a fraction, small fraction. 
And so I said, you know, folks, we are killing people with, with government policy and hospital policy. And so that got over a million views, that one broadcast alone. And so got more doctors involved, started following them, and started trying to put out the word as much as possible, holding my breath and praying every day that God would protect our website, protect our uh, Facebook page, and he did. I mean, that's, the only thing I can detect is that he probably did some, had done some shadow banding in the last last year, but not at first. We we got through it and got the word out, and and then we started getting calls from people that led to what uh, uh, Laura and Joey came up with, and that was um, that uh, people going to the hospital were not getting the treatments they needed. They were being turned away from the hospital, not being given any information about preventative treatment or outpatient treatment. Hospitals were not going to make any money on outpatient treatment, so they weren't interested in doing anything, but they were going to make a whole lot of money if they got them in the hospital, got them on Remdesivir, and then got them on uh, 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 a ventilator. Mm-hmm. They were making huge bonuses from the federal government by keeping people in the hospital as long as possible and administering as many services as possible. They, they would get a 20% bonus from the federal government for any of the COVID patients, and particularly if they if they had COVID on the death certificates. So they were incentivized all the way around to move from patient care to profit-making, and that's what we saw in our hospitals, and that's what really, really revved me up in getting more involved in getting people out of hospitals and to home, and Laura's brother, Richard, was one of the first ones that I worked with who figured out how to get people out of the, out of the hospitals and go home with a with a couple of organizations that specialized in home treatment. Mm. Uh, the big transfer issue was was oxygen. That was a big was a big thing. Having oxygen to go home, mm-hmm. uh, people didn't know how to get it, how to do it. But we found a, a business companies that were providing medical services that knew what they were doing. And I don't know of any patient that we that were rescued from a hospital or got out of the hospital uh, doing this, like what Law is doing now, that didn't survive. I mean that that. that that were fine, but I know of plenty that could not get out of the hospital in time that died, which led me to post on numerous occasions that more people have died because of hospital policy than have died of the COVID. And they died because of the policy of, of, of forcing remdesivir on people and keeping them and putting, it, putting them in a COVID ward when they didn't even have COVID so they could kept, keep the numbers up. And then you couple that with the 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 very, very poor decision that was made early on when the fear-mongering was out there, very heavy, that we were going to have 850,000 Texans dead by August of 2020, which never happened, to to stop the hospitals from providing medical services to people who needed it if it was for anything other than COVID. I mean, women that needed breast cancer surgery were turned away. People that needed to have uh, liver transplants were turned away. Uh, malignant carcinomas couldn't do that. I mean, you name it. They couldn't even do cataract surgery the way it was interpreted in in places, which uh, left people in a world of hurt, particularly the elderly who were having problems seeing what caused the cataracts and falls increased. And so our government policies greatly increased not only the damage that was done to people, damage to our economy, and damage uh, to the medical profession. You know, before this whole COVID thing started, America was considered had one of the finest medical services in the world. People came to America from all countries all over for their medical services because of our reputation of what we did. Now that we've been into this thing for going into three years, 
the death rate in America is one of the highest in the world. Wow. Think about that for a minute. We have one of the highest death rates in the world, while countries like India and those in Africa, Central America, and South America that turn to the existing therapeutics like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, pudesonide, and made those readily available, did not punish doctors for, for using it. They have among the lowest death rates. Senator Hall and uh, Senator Hall and Ms. Bartlett, we need to take a short break. They have already agreed to stay on with me through the break. We have, I've already have a list of questions. I'm getting texts already on stories of uh, horror stories in the hospital. We're going to take a short break, folks. We're going to give you all the websites. We're going to go over the phone numbers again. Every way you can get in touch with these people. And uh, where um, uh, Senator Hall's been talking about the videos, I can tell you where a bunch of audio is. When we get back, we'll tell you all about that and continue our conversation. All right, folks, we are back. I'm getting texts as we speak of horror stories of uh, people who have run into problems at the hospital. Um, we want to, first of all, Senator Hall mentioned some videos. He called them uh, Zoom calls, videos, whatever you want to call them. Um, and uh, also, and, and so he put them up on Facebook. And of course, the first thing I had to tell Senator Hall the other day is I have been permanently banned from Facebook. And I mean, there it's weird how permanently banned I am from Facebook. Um, and so I said, Bob, you got to get me, and they are all up on his website. So if you go to SenatorBobHall.com, you can go back and you can actually trace his work. You can just work your way backwards or go to the back and work your way front, frontwards on his videos. But he has all the great people, the frontline doctors. Uh, the video that they posted from uh, this week, it has uh, uh, Miss Bartlett on it. It has a number of other people on there who are telling their horror stories, but you can find these at SenatorBobHall.com, and then I'm going to give you another one here in a minute, um, and uh, you can get those videos there. And the audios, my highest performing podcasts are the audio segments that I put away from your Tyler COVID-19 Summit, which I believe was, goodness, it was seven or eight months ago six or seven months ago, and um, I'm, I put those up on my podcast sites by the doctors, so you don't have to listen to the whole eight-hour program or six hours or what it is. I have it up by doctor, and so you can tune into those, and those are my highest-performing uh, podcasts because people need to hear this information. So let's. I want to get back to uh, Miss Laura Bartlett, and she put together... Uh, what she called a defense box, and it had uh, over-the-counter prescription medicines in it. It had, uh, I believe it had an oxygen, one of those little oxygen meters in it. Um, would you tell us about these defense boxes, uh, Ms. Bartlett? Sure, right. Uh, during time, we were hearing from people who were scared, uh, reaching out to me, asking, what can you do? And I kept repeating the same same laundry list of things that I curated from all the top frontline doctors saying that was that you could do at home that are readily available almost on every store shelf. Um, you know, you could you could you had access to it. But people, even though I told them these things, you know, you don't you don't usually um, 
you don't think it's going to be you that needs it. And so they would right. get themselves in a situation where by the time they needed it, now they're sick and they hadn't done the shopping and curated these things for themselves. Um, and then they're in trouble because they can't go out and find these things when they're sick and running a fever and um, feeling like they're on death's doorstep. So um, I did the shopping for them. I went out and bought in bulk 12 different items and the pulse oximeter is one of those things so you can measure your uh, oxygen from your fingertip at home and know where you're at. So when you talk to a telemedicine doctor, if you're so lucky to talk to one, they would be able to um, assess where you're at and help you. So that's just one of the items. The other 11 items are things that um, help your immune system fight for itself, uh, C, quercetin, zinc, D3, and then also some an H1, H2 blocker that has evidence uh, would help. And um, and also a, a little mouthwash. My brother came out early and said that the, just a dentist didn't have the problem or dental students didn't have the problem of catching uh, COVID or whatever were all happened in 2020 because they were doing that twice a day. Um, they just weren't getting uh, they weren't getting sick. So that's also in there. Just 12 different items bought in bulk, put together in a box, and shipped to people's doorsteps so they didn't have to be overwhelmed with trying to find these things like NAC mm. and melatonin. Those are two things. And I I recently have been uh, banned by every payment processor, every single payment processor uh, has banned uh, payment processing so that people can't buy it online from us anymore. Now they can put us in a situation that is hard for the customer or the, the person wanting a box. They have to send us a check. So there must be something very, very over the target about this box. That, uh, I mean, that's all I can deduce from that. But now if you want a box, uh, you're going to have to call us. And you, our bank that we bank with um, allows us to to process credit card payments over the phone. Okay. Do that, or you'll have to do it old school with a check. Oh my goodness! How many people even own checks anymore? I mean, that's that that is crazy. So, um, did these? Um, so you had? I'm going to assume that you had a pretty high demand for these. That maybe it started out a little bit <laughs> slow, but jumped up. No, it. It actually, we sold out in three days. And, oh my! Uh, we were like, great, people are getting helped, and that's when we, we were Shopify. We we had all kind of opposition from Shopify. We were locked out of our account uh, immediately. Uh, we couldn't get get access to our own website. We had to fight to get uh, into our website. And they took over our customer list. They sent emails to all our customers, telling them. Uh, that their order was canceled. I mean, this is from the get-go within the first week. Since then, back from October of last year to current today, uh, we've been <laughs> we've had all kinds of opposition. Um, basically, a short story is that uh, we have great we have great credit. That's not the reason criteria why you wouldn't be able to process payments. Mm -hmm. We had demand. Customers are ha you know happy that they have this, yet uh, the ability to process payments that we had were canceled. And we received an email from one of the largest payment processors when we inquired why why can't why did this happen? Everything was fine. Is there something that we don't know about? And they said if you remove two items from your your box, NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine, which is amino acid. Um, if you remove that and you remove melatonin, we'll reconsider reinstating your account. 
I, you know, this that didn't happen. Yeah, of course you're not going to. Um, and now you got to tell us um, where, 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 where's the website? Where do we go if someone needs that today? Defense boxes spelled out plural. It's de- defensive defense mm-hmm. boxes. B o x e s dot com. Defenseboxes.com. Folks, I will have all these um, um, links up on my podcast site today. Um, and it's just crazy what uh, the control the banks uh, the banks feel like they have to take over your medical health. Uh, let me f- uh, flip over to Senator Hall right quick. Uh, Senator Hall, is there ever do you ever see any accountability? Um, for any of the behaviors, just starting with our with uh, Pope Fauci, all the way down to the local pharmacist or your local small town doctor. My doctor, by the way, when I gave him the protocol that frontline doctors had uh, recommended, um, he said he would never prescribe those to me. Never was the word he used. And of course, I told that story, and everybody says you need a new doctor. Yeah, no kidding. Is there ever going to be any accountability for any of those um, uh, behaviors, uh, Senator Hall? The answer is both yes and no. It's 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 no. It will not be what it should be. But yes, there are some things you can do, and you can help do it right there with your doctor. You need to report him to the Texas Medical Board for malpractice. Okay. And I, as much as I, dis- I despise the work the Texas Medical Board does. God does put some evil things on this earth for his own good purpose. And the Texas Medical Board is one of those evil things that can serve a good purpose like that. Anybody who encounters a doctor that has refused to treat them with the therapeutics that have been proven beyond any doubt that they work, like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonite, erythromycin, all of those, any doctor who refuses should be reported to the Texas Medical Board. In addition to that, Anybody that encounters a hospital that does the heinous things that you see on the videos we have on our website of, of forcing them to, or using remdesivir even needs to be reported to help Texas State Health and Human Services in detail and uh, for their actions. Uh, you can call my office and and we will be glad to help you with the forms to submit a complaint to the Texas Medical Board, uh, to the Texas Nursing Board, Texas Pharmacy Board. And and uh, to help in human services, uh, just call my office and uh, we'll help you. But that's the only course we'll have because, unfortunately, Texas has made the medical community during this COVID absolutely bulletproof. And those doctors that told their patients, sue me, I'm bulletproof, were absolutely right. The Texas legislature did it to the people by passing SB6, which gave total immunity to businesses across the board for anything related to COVID, a uh, bad, bad bill. I was the only legislator that actually voted against that bill. Wow. And uh, people thought I was nuts for doing that. And I said, no, this is this is destroying individual rights. You know, that was layered on top of a system already that protects the medical community uh, way beyond anything that's reasonable. You, you, to sue a doctor in Texas or a hospital is almost impossible uh, to do. They have to act almost like Jack the Ripper or an axe murderer to, uh, to have anything, any, any lawsuit brought against them. Well, they're coming pretty close. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The hotline. They're getting really close to that. No, no, they are. There's no question about that. Unfortunately, the thing that saves them there is it's got the word COVID in it. And once it has the word COVID in it, they have no responsibilities like the vaccine already. Those companies that want to force people to take the vaccine have absolutely no responsibility for any adverse effect to the person. Neither does the, the, the pharmacy that sells it, the doctor that administers it, or the pharmaceutical company that produces it. Nobody has any response, and it falls outside of the government's responsibility. So when you're forced to take a vaccine, or you, you finally choose to do that rather than lose your job, it's on you. Whatever happens to you, it's, it's on you and your family. Uh, as far as I know, insurance companies won't cover it. Uh, any damage you get as a result of it, the government doesn't cover it. The businesses that force you to do it won't cover it. You're on your own. It's, it's one of the most outrageous situations I've ever seen for uh, trampling individual liberties. Forced to take an injection in your body that nobody's responsible for the adverse effects. And we now know. It's not a matter well, the risks are really low. No, the risks are very high, and the risks are going to be even higher for children. There is absolutely no benefit children of the vaccine, zero. It, the Pfizer, the companies themselves say it, admit that. There is no, no uh, um, benefit to them because the risk to children is almost at zero for COVID now. It is at zero, and, the, and there is a very high risk of uh, permanent damage or disablement and death for children. They've experienced it, and they, but they have hokeyed up the data to cover it up. Matter of fact, in, in the lawsuit the APS just filed, one of the things they, they pointed out in their, their file was that, that the, the pharmaceutical company had lied about the results. They had hokeyed up the data in there. Well, let me tell you what the defense for the pharmaceutical company was. Well, that's okay, because the government knew we were lying about it, and we had hokeyed up and they didn't say anything about it, so it was okay that we did it. Wow, wow! Listen, think about, we think about that one for a minute. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't even want to get me so make me scare me to death. So um, we are really right out of time. But uh, there was a website mentioned on the video uh, that I watched yesterday. Which, by the way, all of these videos are available at senatorbobhall.com. Go check them out, especially the one that is the latest one. Um, but just pick through there and go through there. But one of your guests on that uh, this week's call um, had a website called Protocol Kills and um, dot com, I think. Protocol Kills and Senator Hall just said something about getting in touch and filing a complaint against the uh, Texas. Uh, the medical board, and, and there are a number of different places you can file a complaint. Well, the Protocol Kills website actually has, if you're listening out of state, they have every phone number for every state in the union for you to call and file a complaint if you feel like you've been mistreated. Would you tell us, uh, uh, Ms. Bartlett, tell us a little bit about Protocol Kills, and is it dot com, what is the extension on it? ProtocolKills.com, and that's a website that Greta Crawford, a good friend of mine, took upon herself as a survivor of a hospital system. By the grace of God, she got out alive, but she was it was a fight. And she started that. She has over 150 stories on there of people's tragedies. Document what's really happening in case people think this is all just a myth and sci-fi. It's mm-hmm. happening. And you, it has a lot of good information on there. Um, yeah, go go to protocolkills.com to get a list of places that you can file uh, formal complaints. 
Okay, folks, listen, I came up with a list of so many questions and so many things we could continue to talk about, but we are just flat out of time on this Friday. And so, Miss um, Bartlett, uh, Senator Hall, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we need to get you guys back on here and uh, keep asking the questions I have written uh, written down. Sounds great, Matt. Anytime, just let, let me know when, because the more people know about that they can do something, although it is not what they really should be able to do, the better it will be. So thank you very much, and thanks to, to, yeah. to uh, Laura and all her good hard work with the defense boxes and uh, hostage hotline. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, folks. We'll be right back again. I'll go over all those uh, links. They will be posted on my podcast sites. We gave you a bunch of email addresses and a phone number. Those will go up on my podcasts when uh, for today's program when it gets up. Folks, y'all stay tuned, and uh, we'll be right back. already shaking his head as I slowly turn around to see if the shadow of Uncle Ted Nugent is standing at the door. No, another Friday passes without Uncle Ted coming into the studio. You know, he's going to be here before too long, so um, I don't know if there's still tickets left available. I got mine a long time ago, and I think I got like standing room only back by the by the men's room or something. I'm uh, not too sure where... Uh, where that is. But uh, anyway, let's get to some really important things. Um, if you subscribe to the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, which over a thousand people do, um, then yesterday afternoon you got in your email an invitation to the Texas Legislature online training course that I'm going to be offering. And I will, this one is being during the day. And so many of you will may not be able to go during the day, but I know if I put it in the evening, many of you will not be able to take this course in the evening. So I'm going to do it both times. I think earlier I'd mentioned I might do it twice during the day and twice during the evening, and I, we may still follow up with that. Um, but the next one, or the first one, is going to be two weeks from yesterday, Thursday the 28th, up at the Bridge Church in Fredericksburg, starting at 1 in the afternoon. Now, my training for going to the legislature, I started uh, doing trainings uh, for three, four sessions ago, and I did a number in the Hill Country and of trainings on what do you do to, when you go to the Capitol, and, and towards the Every time when I'd go through the training, and it was about a three-hour uh, class, and every time we'd get down to about the last half hour, and I would say, well, now here's the website, uh, Texas Legislature Online, that's very important. And by then, everybody is already kind of a little restless, and very few people have a computer with them in the room, a laptop, and they're looking up at the screen, and I'm moving arrows around, and people can't even see it. Well, you know, which I, I don't even see the arrow, Mr. Long. What are you pointing at? So it ended up that the training part that I did for going to the Capitol, probably the most powerful tool you have, which is TLO, which is capital.texas.gov website, um, I put the least amount of energy into it. And so I did that for two sessions, and then along comes GOA, Gun Owners of America, 
and uh, Rachel Malone, and uh, she was traveling around the whole state doing the very same, uh, essentially the same information I had been giving, um, and she was doing that, and I said, great, I don't have to do the training this year, so we had someone else doing it, and then, of course, last session, um, we didn't offer any of that. We didn't even know if we were even going to be going to the Capitol last session, so I'm ready this session. Um, our training to be an activist up at the Capitol is uh, is going to be a two-part training. Part one is going to be how to use the TLO, Texas Legislature, online. And you may say, well, Matt, it's just a website. And it's like, yes, it is. Go check it out right now, capital.texas.gov, and tell me that you still think it's just another website. There are more tabs, links there's so many rabbit holes you can go down in my TLO that what happened to me, and I've told this story a number of times, I distinctly remember going to the TLO training. Goodness, it was probably 10 years ago, and uh, none of us brought a computer. They didn't say anything about it, and they put it up on a screen, and I took notes, and he walked through it, and I remember going home, and I sat down trying to figure out what I'd written in my notes, and I started, and I, honestly, honestly, I spent less than 15 minutes on that website, and I closed it up, and I said, I, that, that's too much. That's too much. I need some guidance, all right? And so that's what this course is going to offer you. This tool, Texas Legislature Online, is absolutely abs- every single thing you need to know about navigating your way around the capital, all the schedules, all the bills, all the languages, all the explanations, everybody's phone number. I mean, it has absolutely every single thing. That's why it is overwhelming. There are tools on there to track bills, to track committees, to track I mean, just everything. You can get alerts for this and alerts for that. And if you don't get a little bit of training on that, you're, you're just going to have a hard time. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, Matt, I'm not in a condition to go to the Capitol. Um, you know, uh, whatever, I, I have a day job. I have a day job. Man, I am. That's great. I'm glad you do. There's a lot of people that don't have those right now. So I can't go to the Capitol. So I say, thank you very much. That's no, no worries. We, no, no judgment on that. Or, or Mr. Long, you know, I just can't get around very well. And, uh, it's just hard for me to get around and, and, and getting to the Capitol, it would just wear me out going from the parking lot just to get into the building. I agree. I get it. I understand. So is there something you can do from home? Absolutely. There's a ton you can do from home. And it all starts with the training on my TLO, Texas Legislature Online. It all starts with that because once you learn how to navigate that site, you will, you will become a tremendous resource for those who are going to the capital now if you're going to the capital you need that you need this tool if you're not if you can't go to the capital which so many i know cannot do that physically unable to do that and no judgment but there is so much you could do to help us that are going to the ground uh going up to the capital and it starts with this course it's about a three-hour course um if you get the newsletter then you um then you got the email yesterday with the link. The class is free, um, and um, the uh, if you do not get the newsletter, shame on you. Go sign up for it. All right, go sign up for the newsletter. 
um, and uh, you will then you will always be up to date. But I did put this course up on Eventbrite because that seems to be working for uh, folks. So no charge. It's up on Eventbrite. If you didn't get the email and you're listening to me right now and you want to sign up for the course, go to Eventbrite. Look for Fredericksburg Tea Party. You'll find two events there. Not only will you find this training, but you'll find the tickets uh, up for the 17, 917, uh, Boots Barbecue, and the Border. Those tickets are available there. So anyway, um, that is uh, that, that course is coming up on Thursday, the 28th. You will need to have a laptop or a tablet. No, you cannot do this on your phone. I, I promise you, unless your phone is the size of a tablet. All right, they and they don't have a mobile version of it. Now, there's a little link up there that says there's a mobile version, but believe me, it's not a mobile version. Um, so anyway, get signed up for that. It is free. It's going to be in Fredericksburg. If uh, anybody in Kerrville wants me to line this same up uh, course in Kerrville, you need to get in touch with me and help me find a venue, and I'll be glad to offer this class in Kerrville or other parts of the hill country folks y'all stay tuned be nice to the tourists for crying out loud and uh, stay tuned for lorraine we'll see you on monday <laughs>